On the show, Eddie might not be in power of the pies anymore, but Port's prison bar dream is still a nightmare. And we're on John Butcher Tun Watch. How many did he kick this week? And we've only covered something this week that will rock the very foundations of this show. It's all coming up next. Another massive edition of The Press Box. Boy, I can't wait to have you on with us this afternoon. This is going to be a massive show on The Press Box. So much to come. Sam Tugwell here. Jack Hudson across from me, as is Jace Kemp. We are back again, us three, as a trio, and I don't know how to feel about that. Boys, how are we? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm back. I'm very happy about that, but um, I know someone isn't too happy. Oh, where is he? Where is he? Where What's is going he? on here? Because I tell you what, after a week-long investigation, <laughs> there has been some findings, there has been some things that oh. have been uncovered that I'll have to review. Well, I'm really excited for what we might have found we we all right let's let's get cut straight to the chase there's no point stuffing around here we put out uh, a little something on twitter we teased you with it it's it's something we're just like really concerned about to be honest if we're if we're going to go straight to it we're concerned we're worried we're bothered we're, we're sweating mm. on the uh the, the possibility that the the, the facts might be well, the, this it's might shocking. be... It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to deal it's, with this. It's a current affair sort of situation. <laughs> it, it really is. Where is Tracy Grimshaw in this? Where is Dale Fletcher? And we are led to believe that what we're about to bring to the table is true. Sit back, relax. Oh, no. Because I have, I have to delve in a little bit here. So, okay. so, just, so just a little bit of time and we'll get through it. Oh, what? Takes me no great pleasure in what I'm about to reveal. Oh. But I feel like I owe it to our podcast listeners that we share some information that could devastate the show and potentially lead it to going off air. Oh, oh, no, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop right since, there. Since day one, the three of us have promised that we've always got each other's backs, that we'll never skirt around an issue, and that we'll always, always be loyal amongst ourselves. The brotherhood consisting of myself, Sam and Dale Fletcher have developed a bond that some say is closer than family, except for the fact that none of us look alike, our age differences, <laughs> and one of us dyes our hair. <laughs> We shared some incredible highs together from Bruce McAvaney to Ryan Fitzgerald and even that bloke from Big Brother being on the show. <laughs> but more importantly, we've been there for each other during tough times, through job cuts and even a global pandemic. Sam, the golden boy of 5AA, the anchor in which this show is shaped. For years, we've watched your career blossom to the heights of calling the AFLW Grand Final to the lows of KG not remembering your name on air. <laughs> your talent is unmistakable. And we've come to terms a show will likely be renamed to the Sam Tugwell and Friends show in the future. <laughs> Jack, the latest member of our podcast family, the head honcho of the Inner Sanctum. But despite plugging your company every week, we still haven't seen a cent for this show. <laughs> <laughs> but what you lack in sponsorship money, you make up in enthusiasm to answer the call. You've always been willing to offer up your shit takes and balance footy opinion. And we truly appreciate your love for the Port Adelaide Football Club in recent weeks. And we feel like you've become part of the press box furniture. Yes, beauty. Which leads me to Dale, the oh. marathon runner and Tizer sports editor. The bloke who can't get near a multi despite saying it's a lock every week. <laughs> the family man who gave us a glimpse into his media journey with the Fletch tapes. And despite having frosted tips and a second worst shirt tie combo behind Corey Nice I've ever seen, somehow passed the flying colours. Oh. Fletch always quick to throw me under the bus when I'm not here due to work commitments, family affairs or a scratchy sore throat. And even though I haven't batted at a thousand, I've always fronted up and been honest to where I've been, which leads me to the elephant in the room. Last week, the humble family man who spends his downtime running around the streets of Adelaide revealed he wouldn't be on the show for seven weeks. 
During an on-air chat, he offered up an excuse of a much-needed family holiday for his tireless work of writing headlines and his own double-page spreads. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I can reveal to our loyal listeners and to my fellow podcasters, that was a lie. Oh, Oh, hang on, what? Instead, Dale Fletcher, the bloke who loves a gym selfie and he swapped his XL t-shirt for a medium tight fit these days, (laughs) broke the number one rule we swore we'd always uphold on this podcast. It breaks my heart to reveal that instead of being on a family holiday, the driving force behind Fast of the Year has now rocketed himself to number one. (laughs) Dale Fletcher, who promised to always put his podcast brothers first, lied about his whereabouts, and instead of being side-by-side with us in the studio, was caught commentating (gasps) red-handed on a reserves basketball game. You're kidding me. What? Red-handed commentating on an NBL reserves game when he said he was doing a family holiday he wasn't on a family holiday. Oh, you're joking. He wasn't here with us. Instead, he took the commentary position uh, for the NBL reserves. Oh, what? Boys, watch Twitter tomorrow morning. Hashtag Fletch out is going to be trending. <laughs> you're... Nah, he has not. We have proof right here. Here's that two-man game here after Willow Ross. Good born, Lockie Hunter. That, 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 had, that had your name written all over that. The two-man game and the Hunter put back. Turnage. That's a deep three. Got to get a hand to Mr. Turnage. He can fill it up. Oh, what, what is that? He doesn't like giving us the dunk, mate. <laughs> well, the, 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 rim, the rim would have been a bit of danger, but two seconds. What have they got here? Wilson. Simba That will do. Siren. The chief of the crew here tonight. You'd have to be the chief of the crew of the NBL pants. Here's Ross. From the Simba Fighter Car Park. Probably spent it before he got it there. This is going up. Just put it to the car park by Green. <laughs> well, he's got to take that baseline now. Yeah, look at that. Oh! And one. And he likes it to the big fella. I think it could be big shed time. Geez, they're taking a while. Lice it. and going to throw oh, it in. Oh! <laughs> With an alley-oop reverse, if you don't mind. I'll tell you what, how many times was the car park mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Were they playing in a car park? Oh, he went to the world three times with the car park gag. I have a lot of questions. Firstly, that oh. genuinely sounds like it's just a commentary of two blokes running at each other and oh. just seeing what ends up as the consequences. Secondly, Big D Fletch, disgrace, oh. not here, um, <laughs> thinks he's uh, the big Dennis Committee or Bruce McEvaney oh. of uh, basketball. You're the Basil Zemplis! <laughs> <laughs> That's a disgrace. I've done a lot of research into calling and, and trying to be as good as you can be and listening to, you know, the role models in, in Bruce and Dennis and all the likes. He has not taken a tip from any good callers <laughs> in the world. Why do you scream into a mic with your mate? Oh! <laughs> what was that? I've got four words for you, Dale Fletcher. Fast of the year. <laughs> yes. You are fast of the year, my friend, and there's no beating that and there's no denying that. You were supposed to be here with us instead... He commentated an NBL game. He gave us a lot. He lied to us. He did. West Adelaide. He went to West Adelaide game and called matches. Honestly. Dale Fletcher, you're a joke. It's just a disgrace. Wow. I'm disgusted. So so the main takeaway from this is he said he was away on holiday Mm. and he's not. 
He's here in Adelaide. And then when we questioned him today, he we did. said, hey, are you around? He said, nah, boys, I'm not. I'm on holidays. He wouldn't tell us his whereabouts. I, we asked him, whereabouts are you located right now? Mm. Would not say. No. I'm just away. Now, that is that is full-blown disgrace. Well, apparently, uh, West Lakes to West Adelaide is a bit of a holiday, apparently. <laughs> A, I think we I th- we're owed an explanation. Like, and that's the simple mm, the simple mm. facts. This show is at a, a crossroads. Absolutely, it is one hundred percent at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. If Dale cannot commit, we will do episode one hundred without him. Great call. Yeah, has to be that way. His name it has to and be his, that way. And his face will be stripped from the branding of this show. Jack Hudson has swooped in, and and has just taken it away like that. And we know that. Dale Come is, on, Dale. We know Dale listens to these shows when he goes on these runs. He loves it. How do you reckon he's going to be when he's just pulled out of the driveway, <laughs> realised the first monologue is about him, oh. and, then, and then we've caught him in a lie? Sure, <laughs> sure he's walking now the rest of the way home. And you know what the worst part is, too? He has to listen to a minute of his own commentary back, and whether he likes it or not, oh, he might stumble over when he's run. He might trip over his own shoelaces listening back to that. <laughs> Far out, mate. That yeah, that's shocking. Fast of the year, fast of the year, hundred percent. Not even in the segment and gets fast of the year. <laughs> there you go. That nah, I'm I'm all in agreement. That's that. one way to start the show, boys. All right, footy time. Let's talk plenty more. Dale, let's hope he's back sooner than later because I tell you, he uh, <laughs> he he really does need to be here next week if he's really not on yeah. holiday. Port Adelaide, they are uh, they are also at an interesting time right now. Jack Hudson, I'm looking at across the uh, the room here. He usually is wearing a Port Adelaide Guernsey, and I was sure that today he was going to wear a, a prison bar Guernsey because it's been talk of the town this week mm. that we're going to find out in the next 24 to 48 hours, if you're listening on a Wednesday, uh, whether they will be wearing it in the showdown in a couple of weeks. Now, it sounds like it may not be the case. What a disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. If that gets knocked back, why? Why would that get knocked back? Just out of curiosity. Why, what logical reason is there? And see, oh, it's not your colours. Well, yeah, it is. But it's not like Port Adelaide Football Club appeared out of thin air in 1997. <laughs> yeah. So, just bewildered. Very speechless right but, now. But, but the thing is, you've been fighting for this for a while. Apparently, mm. you put this to the AFL in January. So, this is not something that's come out of the blue last minute. The AFL's had a long time to think about this. Mm-hmm. Eddie Maguire's left his seat at Collingwood and he was the main barrier to stop this. For quite some time now, he's no longer there. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Quarter, who's the president of Collingwood now, he's clearly just going to run with whatever Eddie was saying for the last 23 years and still doesn't like it. But he wants to put it to the Collingwood fans too to see what they think. I mean, it, there's no time for that. No, there's not time for that, not at all. And like this is, if this was put forward in January, then how has it taken this long for this decision to be reached? What, because Eddie Maguire has moved out of the Collingwood presidency? Mm. What a disgrace. doesn't make any sense. Every every side should be allowed to show their heritage, especially on, on a day that's a showdown that's, you know, pretty much South Australian-centric. You know, why does everyone else care about this situation? Mm. I, I don't understand how it affects them. You know, we, as a Port Adelaide football club, we should be proud to show our, our, our jumper just in showdowns. If, if that's all... It, if that's what we're allowed to do, then we should be allowed to wear it once a year. Like, it doesn't affect the Collingwood brand. They're not getting any less revenue because mm. Port Adelaide were the prison bars for one game of, of a 23-round season. So it just it doesn't make any sense. And the AFL owns the colours. It's not even the Collingwood Football Club that own them. <laughs> they do not own their own colours. And they're the ones who think they have a say. Why the AFL haven't got the kahunas to come out and stop them, or, or at least just leave them out of the conversation, or tell them they haven't got a part in the conversation. That's that's where this is falling over for mine. Yeah, it's just honestly mystifying. And it's not even... It is twice a year. 
in both showdowns, and I still don't understand the grievances that Crows fans have if it was in their home showdown. Well, I can understand why, because they would feel like there's a little bit of a... Because uh, it's a special event for Port Adelaide to wear the prison bars. I think the Crows would see that as a bit of an invasion on their home ground, where they would like to think that they're, they've got an opportunity to you know have the advantage of their home fans and their, their home uh, strip and everything like that. They'd just like Port Adelaide to, hey, look, you're the away team. Just wear the white shorts. Just get on with it. Don't worry about trying to, you know, put your little stamp on it. It's our time. Let us have it. If, if the Crows had a special Guernsey for their away game against Port, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling Port Adelaide fans might have a little bit of a kickback to that too. I, I, I understand. As a Crows fan, I don't really care, but I think many do. I, I wouldn't give two stuffs if the Crows had a special Guernsey to rock in every well, showdown. Well, yeah. not necessarily true because a couple of years ago they did try and bring out a special Guernsey and it had a V shaped on it. It looked like, it looked like the state jumper. It was the state jumper. <laughs> that, so, that was very different because that, that's literally the South Australian yeah. jumper. That is royalty. You don't you don't see Carlton yeah. or Collingwood rocking out the big V. That's right. Yes, exactly. So that, yeah, obviously that's what people bring up. It's like, why don't we wear the state jumper? Because mm. you're not South Australia. So... Yeah. So what does it mean to Port Adelaide? You guys are Port Adelaide fans, uh, members, etc. If you weren't to get right to wear the prison bars this year, you got them last year, but not in front of your fans, uh, obviously in your 150th year. Does it really mean that much? Of course it means that much. Anytime we get to wear that Guernsey, it means the world to that supporters. And the thing is as well, we've seen evidence that makes so much money for the club. Mm-hmm. It's a huge money grabber. Like... You buy the prison bar Guernsey because it is gorgeous. You see the AFL logo. You see all the AFL sponsors. It is beautiful Guernsey. So I just, I don't get it. And I don't want it to be seen being confined to the bloody annals of history because the AFL doesn't have the balls to make a decision. Yeah, I think it's a special special jumper and it has to be shown at least once a season. We have to be able, you know, and back when they had a heritage round, at least you could wheel it out then for you know one time of the year they don't have that anymore so basically the showdown is it, it basically is the only time that we can wear it you know it's a south australian game like i mentioned before it's it makes the most sense to wear it against the crows on our home deck mm. in our home game you know we should be able to celebrate history and and at the moment we can't because of you know a couple of because of politics and that's, mm. the that's, whole, all it is. that's all it is it's because of politics so the, people need to push past this. It's not like they're trying to put out, trying to wheel it out against Collingwood at the MCG. Mm. That's not the situation at all. They just want to wear it once a year. <laughs> you know, twice a year they've asked for, but I'd be happy with one home game, the showdown home game that we have each year. I think if we can get that across the line, I think that's going to mean a whole lot to not only the club, but the supporter base as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the AFL are paying for part of Port Adelaide at the moment, so for them to make money back off the Guernsey would be huge. Mm, but yeah. I think it's interesting. Uh, an early, pa- uh, early pass or fast, I think we definitely should be bringing back uh, a heritage round for sure. That's something yeah. that I think the competition needs to embrace more of. I brought, I brought that. I put that in the Tizer article. I think twelve months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think absolutely right. Heritage round. So I, I loved heritage round. And it was a good. Well, even the, the Guernseys weren't even sold. Like in Heritage Round. Really? They weren't sold. Oh, they should be. I remember Adelaide tried to put together like a yellow strip with like a, a brand new little Heritage like logo on the middle in like 2005 and you guys had to wear your, your um, uh, white and blue white blue, one. Light yeah, blue yeah, Geelong yeah, look yeah. strip. Yeah, and, and it, was a, it was a funny time back then. The Crows were trying to create some sort of history mm. when they didn't have any different Guernsey. Um, so it was a funny time, but they were the rounds. Like everyone looked forward to going out and seeing what every club looked like back in you know the early 1900s. It was mm. hilarious. Like even like even GWS, as much as they like a short history, they still have when they were rocking the blue, white, and yeah, red. Yeah, yeah. Like when they were rocking that before they were named the Giants and given those colours. So why not? 
Yeah. Like, there's so much history to be just enjoyed. Like even the thin Essendon Guernseys, they look great. So I don't know, it's a great idea. Even Carlton ones were but ugly, but God, mm. they were they were good because Heritage Round was just so fun. Mm. Like I used to love like looking who are we playing Heritage Round. Yeah, brilliant. Look at him. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a it's an awesome thing. And so for Port Adelaide, if they don't get the prison bars, which it feels like that's the way it's going. The reports are at the moment early this week that it's not going to in well for Port Adelaide and their fans this year. If you miss out this year though and then this conversation comes up again next year, it's almost setting a precedent, I'm feeling, now that Eddie Maguire's gone at Collingwood because because now that that power broker who is running the show in this conversation really and probably had an upper hand over the admin at the AFL, he's now gone. Mm. So the, the AFL have nothing to be scared of at Collingwood anymore. If 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 you know what I'm saying, yeah. So I, I'm I'm interested to think that if they're going to make a call this year without him involved in the conversation, whether next year is going to be any different. Oh, I think it'd just be a case of rushed without Eddie and all that. Probably didn't want to be seen to capitalise on Eddie's departure, stuff like that. Mm. So this won't go away, and this no. better not go away. Like this is our heritage we're going to defend here. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. <clears throat> if you listen to Caution, you listen to Chris mm. Davies and, and those at the club. Yeah. They're they're pushing this. You know they're pushing this all the time. This is this is ongoing talks with the AFL at the moment. So it's not over. If, if the if the ruling comes out, you know if you're hearing this today, if the ruling comes out that they can't win the prison bars for the showdown, it's not over. Mm. There'll be a, another push next season to make sure that we can try and bring it in, bring in our heritage to this game because that's what that's what AFL is about. We should be able to celebrate mm. the heritage of, of of a football club that's you know one of the oldest in the competition, one of the oldest mm. in Australia. Mm. You know, on one day, on one day of the season, it's just, it's a farce that it's got to this point where it's such, you know, like I mentioned, it's politics mm. that is, that is, you know, the reason behind that us not being able to wear it. We had to, we are the only AFL club to enter from a pre-existing competition, apart from the Victorian clubs, mm. the only one, and we're not allowed to embrace the heritage of where we came from. Mm. What a disgrace. In two weeks' time, you may or may not see it. We'll find out, I suppose, next week, and we'll talk about it definitely if it goes through or not. But last week for Port Adelaide, you guys, as before we go to the Crows side of things, you got a massive win against St Kilda on Anzac Day. What a clinical performance that was. That was domination start to finish. Just, I almost, I actually compared it to a bit of soccer. Tiki Taka oh. AFL. That's, I, yeah, that's I was. What it felt like. I was going. It was possession football. It yeah. was. It was something that Port Adelaide haven't been able to do in the past, mm. where they've been able to do keepings off. And, and it was mm. funny because I was sitting next to a couple of friends, and it was. It was like this is a bit scary. This is dangerous because in the past we've always seen when they've tried to keep the football off the other team, there's been a turnover at, yeah. at, at the worst <laughs> yeah. possible situation, yeah. and, and it's a goal scored against. But they were able to do it against the Saints. I'm more worried if they're trying to do that sort of game style against the Bulldogs or mm. if they try to do it against a high, fast-paced team. Mm. We've seen them play Richmond already. You know, someone like Melbourne even, you know, is playing some really good football at the moment and they turn it over at the wrong time of the ground or the wrong position of the ground and, and it goes against them. But even what we did against Richmond, we proved that we can switch that gear if we need to. We go yeah. against and we play the possession towards the end. Yeah. Like, and that's when we held it. Like, Willem Drew was incredible yeah. in that last few years. Oh, that oh. tackle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So our possession football was just remarkable. That was just a clinic of class. That's what it was. And the scary thing is, again, Sam Pau Pepper, who mm. dominated at SANFL level, mm. has got to come back into that side. Zach Butters has got to come back mm. into that side. Xavier Dersma as well. We've got three class players to still come back. This side is the scariest it has ever been. Yeah, that's, that's the coolest thing. When you see Marty Frederick come into the team, he's probably... If, sixth seventh 
you know, next picked when you look at the amount of depth mm. you have between your top 22 and the rest of the sample. Like, and he's coming out and playing a debut game as good as it was, playing the role perfectly. Yep. I mean, it, you're right. There is something to be scared of. And, and I think Jared Healy said they are box office television at the moment, Port Adelaide. They are just a team you have to watch. It's amazing too because Charlie Dixon is not really having any influence in front of goals. He's having influence up the ground, being able to take big marks mm. when it counts, but he's not really hitting the scoreboard. We've seen him kick a couple of goals here and there. So what's amazing is that 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 goal spread, the scoring spread, is spread now right throughout that forward oh, line. Arazio is just like mm. at another dynamic, and then into the midfield, they're all kicking yeah. goals as well. So it's it is a scary factor when you have midfielders and forwards all kicking goals. Yeah. Would I rather Charlie Dixon kicking bags and? Not everyone else getting a spread. No way. No this way. is yeah. so good. Because now we have our own three-headed monster. A few years ago, when Dixon was out of form after returning from that injured leg, we dropped him and had no key forward. We played Paddy Ryder <laughs> yep. as our full forward That's against right. the Giants. That's yeah. right, yeah. Now we've got three incredibly capable tall forwards. And Miss George Yard is mine. Oh, my, my he, Lord. He's going to turn into he's a, grown. a superstar. Like he, he's grown into an AFL footballer within very small time. And I think everyone expected it out of the draft. They thought this kid is... He's already dominating at uh, in the WA leagues, but you just put him into a good team, give him opportunity at this level, he will rise, and he has. He missed a year of footy, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah, he did yeah. with a knee, I think it was. Yeah. So yeah. he's delivering in spades. That he's so exciting to watch, and I love watching him go about it. He Marshall, like even like, Port fans are quite critical of Marshall, but mm. he does his role so perfectly. Yeah, Marshall in the side, our winning percentage is through the roof. Mm. Marshall plays. And we will play better. Speaking of young stars, let's talk about Adelaide. Riley Thilthorpe on debut. Hey. Five oh, oh. goals. Well, last year, how did you feel? You're Mate, the supporter. The greatest, uh, like just watching from the second quarter on where he kicked three goals in very little time, you just thought, hang on, this kid's rising. Here mm. he comes. And, and it just kept coming, goal after goal after goal. And that quarter for Adelaide was massive. We kicked 14 goals straight to half time, 15 mm. straight to start the game yep. in the third. And you just thought, can this team miss? They're up by 32 points in the middle of the third. There was no going back. This was yeah. a win, and we were claiming it in Tassie, and all of a sudden it crumbled, and it was embarrassing. I mean, we we fought, you know, hammer and tong all the way to the end, and there were times where we thought maybe there's a moment or two we can we can just pull it our way if we just get one more goal, and it took us at least seven or eight minutes in the last you know final moments to get mm. there, and we had an opportunity or two or three, and we missed them all. You've got perks as a um, you've got perks as a young side, but you've also got bad consequences of losing um, of a young side, yeah. and I think that was one of them. Mm. But they looked incredible, and what we said last week: remove the pressure from Riley Thilthorpe's debut. You called it. You uh, called it. If you, you. If you wind the tape back, <laughs> Jack said, you know, debut him down in Tassie. Yeah. Tassie against a lowly ranked Hawthorne. Give him all the space he needs, and look at what came out of it. It was just so fun. Mm. Like, it's fun because he's taken pack marks. Mm. He wasn't just getting free on the lead and getting some easy kicks at goal. Like he was, he was earning it. And it's a damn shame as well. Like that debut as well has also been overshadowed by the injury sub saga. Yeah, we might as well talk about that because mm. that was embarrassing too. A lot of people saying it was unprofessional, mm. um, and I think you know the optics of it were absolutely terrible. Mm. Yeah. But the Adelaide Football Club said that's exactly how they wanted it to play out. Now. Mm. Where do you sit on that? Well, I spoke to Nick, so I was at the presser, and the reason why they want it to play out with a sub can take a little bit of time getting ready, and it's a shocking look, because if you have someone that's 
down in the rooms when the, you feel like they, they're the medical sub and should be on the ground. It doesn't look great when he's in, in, in on camera mm. grabbing his boots and grabbing his jumper out of his bag. <laughs> but the reason why the Crows are doing it is because they feel in round four when they had um, uh, Dave McKay was their injury sub. He was on the bench. He never, he never came on the ground, mm. right? But he was on the bench and apparently he was warming up and warming down warming up and warming down and after the match he said that he'd suffered he, he felt really fatigued oh, physically oh. and mentally so the high performance staff of the crows have then gone that's interesting well how about when we have a medical sub we'll give them a proper adequate time to warm up so they don't have to do it at any other point right. to when they're called upon so they can sit basically on the bench as lynch did the, pretty much right through up to the third quarter and not have to worry about warming up and cooling down you know warming up and cooling down again so that's what happened. So he was basically, you know, I don't. He should have been strapped. It looked bizarre yeah, that he, his ankles weren't strapped. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure why they that didn't go down. No boots on, no strapping like that. That's that, that was yeah. that was seemed off. Yes. Apparently, Mark Rashudo said this morning on Triple M because he needed injections where the strapping was going. So okay. so okay. So on the back of all of that you've just said, which yep. is which is quite insightful and interesting, because the Crows are clearly trying to get ahead of the curve with how to best use and execute and, ha- and have an imp- have that person have an impact. That's right. Yeah. So I can see where they're trying to come from, but when their plan is to bring in an injured player and then warm them up, it's yeah. it, there's too many factors. You just need to bring in Chase Jones as, as an example, a fit young player who's ready to go and he might need a five-minute warm-up as opposed to a 13, 14-minute warm-up. Mm. I mean, Adelaide's lucky that he didn't, uh, Will Hamill didn't come off with a minute, like one That's minute into the fourth I, I quarter. I was just about to say, it's fraught with danger because yeah. the situation is if you're a minute to go in the game and someone gets injured, the player hasn't warmed up properly, yeah. they're not going to have an impact because they're, how can they have an impact when they haven't warmed up properly or done anything? Well, my point was it would have to be, because with a minute to go, it's probably a little less different, because a little less impactful because there's hardly any time. But I'm saying uh, you, if there's one, if you start the last quarter yep. and, and Will Hamill goes down with like two minutes into the quarter, You've now got a whole 20 minutes to get someone out there and play their best 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're going to waste half of that time, yep. a good 10 minutes warming them up and getting them out. No. Oh, no. You get them out there instantly because you want all your rotations. You don't want it to impact any interchange uh, and group rotations either. And you also want him a fit player at all times out there running. Like you don't want to be wasting your time warming them up. I want to go back to your suggestion about Chase Jones. And obviously that couldn't have been done because of the SNFL rule, yeah, which it still bewildered me. Like, also fast. It, it's a massive fast. Like, why? It, because what? Like, how do they get an advantage out of that? Out of one player who could potentially play AFL, it's not an advantage. Mm. Like, I'm real over how poorly treated both Port Adelaide and Adelaide are treated in the SNFL, and the clubs don't like it either. Let's no. let's be upfront. The clubs are annoyed that they are being treated that way by the sample. Yeah, and. Like and they were pretty buggered off about um mm. the rule coming in that they couldn't play those medical subs. Like, I just don't get how that's an advantage to them. What they have one extra AFL listed player mm. who may play half a game because you still got to manage them because they don't know how long they've got to. That's right. He might play a quarter. He might even play a quarter. Yeah, exactly. And what does it really matter? Port Adelaide and the Crows aren't competing very highly in the sample nonetheless so I wouldn't think it would be anyway we can we can yeah. sit on that it, for a long time it's but. interesting though but surely they have to change you know their, their tactics around this because yeah. they've already been yeah. showing up we're, yeah. we're what six rounds in and it's already been revealed that you know this is not probably the, the way to go forward yeah the plan was wrong when they picked an injured player you would have well, seen. Well, did you Nick, see during no, the week Nick that says he, he wasn't injured, even though he had to take painkillers even you know you're saying he had to have a jab in that spot 
that Nick's is saying, I think he's got a broken toe. I think that's the situation yeah. with, with Lynch. So, yeah. so he struggled to train all week. Were you around the training yeah, he, didn't train. He, didn't he didn't train. He didn't train at all. There you go. Yeah. So he didn't train all week because yeah, clearly but he's not fit. wearing black and blue that he's not injured, even though we've seen him limp, <laughs> even though they've admitted that he had to take painkillers, he had to get a jab, yeah. and he didn't train all week. So, if it, so hang on. So the question, I heard this actually, and this is where it gets funny. Yeah. The question was asked at the presser, mm-hmm. is he in your best 22, Tom yeah. Lynch? Yeah, Josh Money asked it. Yeah. Know, yeah. And, and the answer was yes. Tom Lynch is in our best 22. Yeah. Then why wasn't he picked in the, That's right. in the best 22? Because he clearly wasn't fit. Obviously. So then the follow-up is, why did you pick him? If he clearly wasn't fit, I think they just wanted to nurse him through. I think what I think at the back of the minds of the Crows is that they wanted to give Chase Jones a full game in the Sandful. They wanted to get him another run in, mm. and, and they they were praying, praying <laughs> that no one got injured and they could take Tom Lynch. And if someone got injured in the first ten minutes of the game, he would have enough time to go, then go out and you know, and no one would think you know, no one yeah. would be the wiser. You know what I mean? But that wasn't a situation that unfolded at all. It's a, it's embarrassing. It's unprofessional, as many have said. And I think that's that's where it's it. That's where it lands. And you're right. Where, where to go from now? Do the Crows change again? Do they just go back to what they knew? Or are they con- going to continue to try and use this sub as best as possible and continue to look into... Because Nixie was saying it takes some, most clubs 10 to 15 minutes to put someone on the field anyway. Mm. And if you can cast, it takes you 20 minutes to do the test. Mm. So you're still one player short for 20 minutes, nonetheless, anyway. So, maybe the Crows were quick. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, not trying to defend them, but I think more the the issue was how Lynch was injured more than anything. It's like you brought on an injured player as a medical sub because yeah. he's clearly injured. If he's not training last week, he's injured. Yeah, so they should have gone with somebody else. Mm. And um, as well, I want to ask as well regarding the Crows: Does Billy Frampton come back in? Oh, seven goals, seven goals. No. Oh. Well, you can't, how can you? How, how can you? How can you? How can you get rid of your the team? Has Riley? just played a game which you would you would expect from sixteen goals three, mm-hmm. a game you should have won and and probably will win nine times out of ten if you do that again. Uh, nah, he doesn't. Himmelberg looked pretty good too. He kicked a couple. Um, you, you know, had Shane McAdam. He, yep. he kicked a couple. Tex kicked, Tex a kicked three. Yep. Um, yeah, and then you had Riley kick five. Hey, uh, just on that, Tex is not kicking hundred this year by the looks. Yep. <laughs> He's slowed up a slow, bit. Slow down, <laughs> that, yeah. that one's not going as well. We as should we just thought. get D Fletcher the head. I yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, deserves um, it. Just interesting though, with Riley, plays in the sample, gets ten disposals and a goal. Yeah. Comes in and gets five goals in the AFL. Martin Frederick. You know, it wasn't doing, uh, you know, wasn't really setting the world on fire mm. in the Sanford. Comes in, you know, has a, a phenomenal debut game as well. Yeah. Chase Jones at the moment, not doing very well in the Sanford. I think he had five touches a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I think the situation is in the Sanford. You need to elevate this guy straight away. Yeah, like, in. it doesn't, Sanford form doesn't necessarily represent what these players can do once they get to the, the big stage. Great point. Um, and, and I think with Chase's situation for the Crows, they just need to. He needs to clearly need some confidence. Mm. They need to get him into that side. And, and I know you can't. You know everything points to not being. You know everything always points to form and not being selecting a player because he's had five disposals. That, that's fine. But yeah. I think I think the last couple of weeks have proven that form in the Sanford doesn't necessarily equate to what's going to happen um, in the AFL. Mm. I'd even say, but the problem is he wasn't even performing AFL level either. That's like, the issue. That's the issue too. Like he. Wasn't setting the world on fire at AFL. It wasn't. It's not setting it on fire at SNFL. What, what do you do with him then? Well, you got to hope that he improves in well, the SNFL. You brought it up last week. He's on the list till twenty twenty three. In the end of, so you got a bit of time to do something with him. So you might as well try and get the most out of him now. Whether that's at the top level or the level below, I think there's no space for him in the AFL team. 
I think I the youngsters so. they've picked right now are the better ones, and they've done a good job of selecting the right ones. And it's remarkable as well with the Crows list management. They've done so well with later picks. They've done really yeah, well yeah. with later picks. Yeah. It's just the early ones that they've sort of, like, Mackesy, what, what's he been doing? Like, not a lot. Yeah. And What's his contract out this year? Ooh. So there's rumours that he could go back to Victoria. Yeah. So and then Jones isn't doing a whole lot, but every all the all lot, the other ones <laughs> rookie selections as well have been outstanding. Mm. So well, take we can get, I guess. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's move on out of the footy world. Uh, and by the way, speaking of youngsters playing first, I think Jamari Eugle Hagen is in the Ooh, mix for the Western Bulldogs this week. He kicked five, five am I right, in the VFL the first round? Massive. All right, IPL. This is um, this is a little bit different of footy, but the cricket um, has been uh, a little bit of a talking point in the last few days because the Indian borders with Australia have been shut. And this is full on because it's going to be shut for quite some time, at least till the middle of May. Yeah. And right now, the Indian Premier League are continuing to play despite a lot of Australian players wanting out. Yep. And a lot of COVID cases per day. There's over 300,000 new cases a day. Well, and not only that, <laughs> like it's, it's 3,000 deaths, I think, as, as well. Is it really? And, and, and oh. they're basically their whole hospital system is collapsing over there. They're having mass cremations, you know, in, in the streets. By mm. the looks, some of the pictures I've seen, it looks horrific. And I feel for, you know, everyone over there, obviously. And, um, and the unfortunate thing is we've got some Australians, some Aussie cricket players stuck over there. Mm. Sam, I reckon... You had spoken to Richo. What's what's the situation with him well, at the I moment? Had, yeah, Kane Richardson's one of the three players who Aussie players who withdrew from IPL teams in the last forty eight hours, um, and he and Adam Zampa were at the airport yeah. um, on Tuesday morning when I spoke to him, and he was trying to get to Australia, and the borders were shut by Scott Morrison, our PM, at about one thirty two o'clock on Tuesday. So between those four oh. hours, there was no flight. And there was no way home, and so they're stranded. And for for and the only other one that didn't, who who actually got back in time because he left the day earlier, was Andrew Ty, who uh, plays. Uh, he's from WA. He flew back. He he read the tea leaves, and he got out ASAP. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a few others wanted out. Zamps and uh, and Richo, and they they haven't been so lucky. Is it was it a risk for them to go over in the first place? That's what you could ask. Like I know it's a lot of money, but jeez, in the middle of a pandemic, you'd like and hard it is to get back to Australia. I don't know why you'd risk it. They chased the money. Yeah, that was very. Oh. So there's a lot of people saying right now, and that's a great point you make. A lot yeah. of people saying, should they be allowed back in with exemptions if they took the risk to leave the country only for cash? Get get them in, but. Put them in the quarantine system. Do whatever you do, but even that's just a shambles at the moment. It's no one's allowed in. Yeah, it was. It is the stupidest decision. So it's a stupid decision. If there's a lineup of people from all over the world in COVID-ridden countries mm. trying to get back into Australia for months and months and months on end, and all of a sudden we let our cricketers in with an exemption, no. now that doesn't show a good look, does it? No. no, it's a terrible look. When purely they left, and I get it's their profession, but they chased big bucks. Yeah, and that's just about it. Yeah, and that's the consequences they've caught. They're now in a country that is COVID-ridden, mm-hmm. and they can't get out. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for them, and it's really unfortunate for them. But mm. they made the risk. It's interesting that Pat Cummins wanted to stay. He declared that he was staying. He didn't. He wasn't interested in returning home. So, a lot of Aussies over there. Oh, there's a lot of Steve Smiths over there. Dave Warner's over there. Yeah. Ricky Ponning's coaching a team. Simon Kadich coaches a team. So they're going to be there for a while. There's loads of them. Oh, they're, st- they're, they're probably going to stay for a while. The interesting part is whether the IPL goes on or not, because that's that's bizarre. 
I mean, there's a there's a country where they're pretty much being forced to stay in their homes, and yet the cricket might just continue to be played. I mean, if the AFL continued while we were all in lockdown for a period of time last year, for, for the first three months of our worst wave we've had, that would have been an outrage. Mm-hmm. It's some things you just can't allow to go on, surely. No. Not at all. This is, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, the English Premier League sort of had something similar, wasn't it? They they, they continued to, to operate while mm. the country was in lockdown, I believe. Mm. Yep, yeah, they did. They did. They did. There you go. So, you know... Um, was it 300,000 a day, though? No, that's that's the thing. definitely wasn't. No, like, was, unfortunately, India is in the worst state they could possibly be in. Yeah, it was in the thousands like while the Premier League was going on, and teams were having that, and like, they'd be ruled out for like two weeks. Wow, yeah, yeah right. Like, I'm pretty sure Aston Villa missed like a month of football. Wow. Had to catch them all them up. So, yeah. Bit going on, that was for sure. And they reckon the 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 worst of it is yet to come. They they they, oh. they think the peak's only going to happen in a couple of weeks' time. That's not so. Good. It's 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 going to ramp up. It's yeah. You feel for everyone. I we I just hope that everyone that's over there, the, the Aussies that are over there, stay safe. They mm. if the IPL doesn't continue, which I hope it doesn't, because it's well, it depends. Because it, is it in a bubble where in a situation well, where they're safe? Like it, if that's a situation, then that. You want that to stay the, the, the way it is. I don't know if it was to start with. They were pretty much free free to do whatever they want. There were players at times, I think, that did catch COVID. Um, they did their little quarantine period, got away from the team, came back, and now they're playing again. So wow. there was no real bubble. Mm-mm. It was not like they were safe from it. And there were people traveling and uh, back and forth between games and teams and stuff that would catch it, and they'd have to go away as well. It's not. They were not bubbled, and they still aren't. No, and whether that happens anytime soon, just to try and I don't know avoid what's going on out there. It's I feel like it's going to be too late. The franchises and the BCCI are very stubborn. Oh, there's a lot of money put in this. You reckon they're stubborn? I think we knew that before COVID. I reckon that's why I don't think this is going to stop. (laughs) No, not at all. I've got a bad feeling it's only going to continue. So good luck. There's about thirty Aussie players, coaches, broadcasters, even like there's commentators over there too. Gilly's over there, isn't he? Yeah, Brett Lee's over there. Um, There's Michael Slater's over there. Lisa Stalake. There's a lot of them over there. So I mean, good luck to all of them. It's it's a tough time over in India at the moment, and we hope they can get back here soon. Now, before we get on to root of the week, speaking of very similar circumstances, the Mm. Olympics. Um, Our athletes (laughs) have been given a jump the queue uh, ticket. They're going to get a vaccine before they go to Tokyo. What a disgrace. I can't believe it's still going ahead. You know, like we look at, you know, we're saying that the IPL should be called off in India. Japan's going through a, a current surge of their own for coronavirus, and they're saying, you know, it doesn't really matter. We still want all the athletes from around the world to come and, and mm. participate in, um, in the Olympics. It just flies against sort of everything that the Olympics stands for. Like, it, it surely, like, the, the, the well-being of the athletes and putting the athletes versus mm. and making sure that everyone... You know, what's the point of having Olympics and no one can go? You know, yeah. they're saying there's going to be no fans or anything there. What's the point? I understand the money that's been invested into it, but surely we can, there's other ways. Surely we can postpone it or come back to it or do something. Like mm. it, it doesn't make sense for it to go ahead when, when people's lives are at risk. So, you know, for the Aussie athletes, there's probably some that, you know, are willing to jump the queue and take the, the, the vaccination just to be an Olympian. You know, they're, they're, mm. there's people that have been training for this for their whole lives, and I understand mm. that, but there's surely there's some some common sense here. I don't think you can postpone it. They're going to try and milk as what they can out of this. They'll get broadcast deals and all that sort of stuff, but they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to get any fans, but they can't postpone it because next year's Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Yeah. And the year after that, it's like one year off the Olympics, the next one. Yeah. So they've got no room to move. They need to, they need to go ahead or it's gone. So, uh, I, I understand if they're trying to do, and, and if countries pull out, they 
they do. Mm. That's just that's just might be how it is. And you go in with a half field Olympic field, and and maybe that's just how it is for twenty twenty. And and we and we all just move on accepting that that might just be the case. There's going to be countries that don't don't compete because they're not confident with what could be. But but that's fine. Like mm. we just put an asterisk next to this one and we get it. It's a pandemic. Like what can you do? But the Australian athletes making that move, it's very interesting. Like we are. I would have think we would be one of the most conservative countries in the world when it comes to trying to look after the uh, our health right now with mm. with the pandemic. We would try to do everything we can to minimise the risk of people coming back from overseas with COVID, and surely we put the people first who need it. Mm. The vaccination I'm talking about. So yeah, you think so? I, I can understand why they're doing it, but I also don't understand why we would go to the to the extent of making sporting athletes jump a queue in a line for a vaccine which is already very limited in our country. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if it's the right call. It's a terrible call. It's a horrendous call. And when I say we're conservative, I feel like we should probably just... I, I, this is the first time I've probably properly thought about this. Maybe we just need to pull ourselves out of the Olympics. And that's a horrible thing to think because imagine the Olympians who have been working for years... Uh, for this opportunity is it is it fair to say that we should just be maybe turning out turning our heads away from competing in this one when we've got very limited vaccines in our country people's health is more important than olympic games that's the simple yeah. that's the simple answer i agree how so, many how many people are going to be sick for and possibly die maybe from covid i mean not that there's much here but if that's the yeah. case you know if it does come back you know how much are we willing to risk that, because that, some sports people want it that's the thing we've got as much sport as we can. Like, we had the highest attendance in the world in Melbourne for Anzac Day since the pandemic began. Mm. We should be proud of that. We need to be a bit more bloody grateful and not just start sending our bloody athletes over to Japan just to play, just to compete in the Olympics. Mm. Would you go? I feel I've been working towards it for four years, five years now. I would be oh, this really. Is, this upset. is an interesting take. No, because, it is. It, yeah. If, yeah, because if I felt like I'd been working towards this, uh, and probably, well, look, it's not just four years; it's your whole life, really, mm-hmm. till this point, because it's probably your first Olympics. Mm. Um, and I, I would feel like I would be letting go of a, the biggest opportunity ever, because this might be your only window, and I would be upset. But if if I, I don't know, like I can't put myself well, in Olympian I'll, shoes, no, but I don't well, think I would be happy. Do, I would if, feel guilty doing it. If if five AA said we're commentating the Olympics, oh Sam, no, Sam, Sam, would you go? No, you wouldn't go. No, I I would not go. I would not leave the borders of this country right now. No, 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 no. not for anything. No, no, nothing, unless a family member of some sort was overseas mm. and they were unwell. That's the only reason I would possibly leave this country, but I would need to know that I'm getting back in and I don't mm. think I could... I would not jump a queue. I would feel guilty jumping a queue for a mm. vaccine just so I could come back. Nah. Nah. This, you'd feel too guilty to do that. Yeah, imagine if people died you while you feel? were celebrating with a gold that, medal. That's right. Well, how would you feel? Mm. How do you guys feel? Like, I'd, I'd feel shit ass. I don't think I could. Jace? Nah. I wouldn't put myself in that sort yeah. of health risk, I don't think. No. No. It's an it's a really fascinating conversation. Anyway, that's the case. They're getting the jab, so we got to move on. Maybe it's time to move into root of the week. Well, we're going to liven it up a little bit because oh, <laughs> the show's been a bit grim up until now. We've, uh, we've had Dale Fletcher. He's uh, obviously off off doing you know probably commentating another basketball game <laughs> instead of being at the basketball. And then we've obviously talking about the the Olympics and all that sort of stuff. So we need to lift it up a yes. little bit. Good boy. 
And because of Rue of the Week, and I tell you what, Rue of the Week just keeps getting better and better. It's like a fine wine, this segment. It's almost on the on the heels of pass or fast. It's getting there. It's getting there as our flagship segment. But, you know, another big scores yes. in the footy realms this week. Love and, of course, we're going to head down to C7. I tell you what. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh, no. This is where the real footy's played, boys. That's, that's as Rue of the Week you can get. There is yeah. no drop punts in C7. Forget Adelaide Oval on a Sunday night with Port Adelaide playing or, or uh, Adelaide Crows playing oh. on a... Uh, a packed Adelaide Oval. This is this is what it's all. This is oh, the true grassroots of football, and I'm talking about Flinders Park versus Old Collegians College. Oh, CBC. Jeez, here we go. Flinders Park, the boys, 37 goals, 17, 239 to Ooh. CBC. Not even a, not even registering oh. a point. <laughs> the, big, the big fat zero, and I tell you zero. what. Jack Baldwin, kick 10 for Flinders Park. Where do you, oh. where do you think the coach rated him? Oh, give him best on. Third best. No! Oh, <laughs> you know what he gets at the, at, uh, after the match? He gets, is he gets the old counter meal. Oh. <laughs> His mates are filling up the jug and he gets oh, the counter meal for kicking 10. Kidding. Flinders Park gets the root of the week. Disgrace. And we won't stop there. One more game in the amateur league. And, of course, I'm talking about the, the mighty Adelaide University. They're... Uh, Jeez, they've got that many sides. They've got that many sides, this mob, and it looks like they've all decided to play on this one game because they've played the only Jets, the Mercedes only Jets. They've kicked uh, They've kicked 31 goals, 17, 203. Oh. To the lowly one point. Oh! And I, tell you, and I tell you what... I tell you what, I'd be flat if I was that bloke that kicked the one behind because he didn't even he didn't even <laughs> register on the score or score sheet despite his team kicking not kicking a uh, a goal. He'd attack. be getting shouted over the bar though. Was it a rush? Right. Might have been a rush behind. Could have been a rush behind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but um, I saw on Twitter, Jack Hudson, mm. that uh, there's a one absolute star who used to play the AFL who's yes. uh, lighting it up in the country leagues. My man, the Butch. The future. Oh, the future. <laughs> the future is here and the future is now, boys, because last week we said about um, the Butch kicking six goals for yes. Hamley Bridge in their first win in uh, a thousand million days. That's amazing. He's backed it up again. He's Has kicked oh, six again. Yeah. Oh! The bag. Good we man. are on officially... Butch Tun Watch. Oh, yes. Love this. Butch Tun Watch. It wow. could happen as well. Another former Port Adelaide forward made his um, he made his first appearance out in country footy since retiring. Love yes. This. Big Jay Westoff. Oh, oh, Westy. Just kicked a lazy nine snags oh. in a... <laughs> In a 25-goal oh, win. He could kick 100. He, he, he has to play on the handful of games at the time. <laughs> he was Port Adelaide's runner in the SANFL the week before, and then he's rocked up to Tananda Rover, <laughs> and he's kicked nine on Anzac Day, and I'm pretty sure he took home the best on ground medal too. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, so you kick 10 in one league. You don't get best on. You kick nine because you're Justin Westhoff. You do get best you get on, on, as you yeah. should. No, that's good. Go. All right, now we're going to move out of that. We're going to do... A segment which finally, <laughs> deservingly, so worthy of a new stinger has got one. Takes. That's amazing. <laughs> Shit takes are back. That is the greatest thing I have ever, ever, ever seen. That's great. Oh, fantastic Ooh. work, Jack. Right. How those um, shit takes? So Away we go. Uh, we start with the first one, and I'd say, um, so I'm big on, I'm big opinion on pineapple. It's oh, love oh, pineapple. Terrible fruit. Oh, 
Okay, so people say, oh, oh, here obviously here the, comes the, the, the here comes the pizza oh, one. Obviously, we, we've here heard we the pizza oh, one. We know the pizza one. Yeah. It does not belong on burgers, though. What? You don't put pineapple on a burger. You don't put pineapple on everything. Pineapples are farce. Pineapples are disgrace. That's the shit take. I don't mind them. I like them on an Aussie burger. I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I had a, a pineapple on a burger, but yeah, it would have been like a, from a Do you fish, reckon fish and chip but shop. But is it bad, though? I don't mind. I don't think yeah, it's I good. It's a bit of sweetness. Horrendous. It's something different. Nah. <laughs> what do you think of pineapple nah. on the barbecue? No. Oh, when they try like and char it a little bit? It's like a pineapple. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Oh, like it's that. all right. What do they call pineapple fritters or something? Pineapple fritter. Yeah. No, what that's about, different well, again. So, hang on, where do we, just so we're clear, where do we stand on the pizza situation? Yeah, it's off. No, you do not put pineapple on your pizza. Oh, put it Can't on your plate. Can't no, have that. Come on, that's Can't a shit take. No. Bring Dale Fletcher back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a shit take. Oh. Um, no, pineapple does not belong on there. Um, back, so go to lollies as well. Mm. The strawberries and cream ones. Oh yeah. Shit house. <gasps> well, you know what? She just whacked him down. <laughs> <laughs> shit take. Nah, they're, they're right. They're horrible. Are they good? They're what? a bit tasteless though. Well, are you like, are you milk bottle fan, are you? Tell nah, you? I'm not. But yeah. I think the strawberry element adds a little bit. They're a bit tasteless. Yeah, they're not, I, they're okay. I'm with you. I've never gone to the shops and buying them. Like no. they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're, you know you go to. They get passed around at a, at a party. I don't, and I don't know why I'm eating it. You know what you are buying though. You go to the shop and you buy peaches and cream. No. Elite. No. No. Ma, peaches and cream. The whole Allen's a whole bag. Well, it's they the same are thing. Yeah, that's what I No, they taste way it's better. It's the same. What? Well, what? Because orange and red. It's the same. No, nah, no, no. For some reason, the orange flavour is so much stronger than the red. Like the strawberry raspberry yeah, flavour isn't have, quite. I don't have a problem with that. It's the white bit. The white bit sucks. That's yeah, horrible. No, yeah. the, the white yeah, bit yeah. is over. No, there's like it's two times the white to one the red. If you think of you know two units to one on the strawberries and cream, whereas the peaches and cream. It's one and one. It's equal. Nah. In fact, there's more orange than cream. Nah. Well, Come yeah. on, man. you got to try it. Nah, I've tried it. They're horrible. <laughs> Shit out. But no, that is not the worst offender in the category of lollies. Ooh. The worst offender, and I would rather drink a pea smoothie, like as in the fruit, as in the vegetable, to clarify. We're, try- we're trying this on the show, the, the, cor- yes. the corn and pea buddy smoothie. I'd rather drink that than have banana lollies and the teeth lollies. They are disgusting. Are you kidding? What do you mean? I, am I like kidding? the teeth. I like the teeth. Like no, the teeth. I, I don't mind the bananas. Yeah, bana- I'm They're not a bit sold dry. On, yeah, I'm yeah. not sold on the banana. But They're all right. No. Denture teeth are good. So, no. so next week. No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yes. Get out the smoothie blender. Oh, my yeah. God. We'll put a couple of um, <laughs> yeah. teeth and bananas in front of you. And you can, and you can tell us which one you'd prefer. Oh, dear. <laughs> Love this. Love this. <laughs> you just said you <laughs> would prefer. Double down. <laughs> Is that is that it? That's pretty much it. Oh, well done. Yeah, I know like Gets one more run. Shit. Takes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just had to do it one more time. That's fantastic. All right, it's time for parcel fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Can Absolutely we get... farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Right, um, seeing as there's no D. Fletcher, um, I'm taking the reins again. Good. I thought Love I this. did a bloody good, good job last week. I think so. you nailed it last week. You're better than Dale. Yeah, I'd think so. Yeah. Um, he's he's, he's turned off anyway. We're, we're, <laughs> we're turning on <laughs> I've um, just got a message. Sorry, boys. Uh, basketball needs me. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, video circulated from the Port Adelaide-St. Kilda game over the weekend. Wasn't an amazing, like, wasn't an amazing goal. Wasn't an amazing tackle. 
it was an attempt at a mark from a uh, poor five-year-old kid, I think it was, um, who then got smacked in the face (laughs) and (laughs) toppled over. He pretty much went straight back. Um, Yeah, so... Kid being belted by a ball, pass or fast. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the great funny moments of the weekend. I feel horrible for the kid, but it's a pass. It's just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you can't help. If you didn't giggle when you saw that video, you're not human. It was just hilarious. Poor kid. I got sent to, uh, I got it sent to me about four times today. And I, <laughs> I, I, I watched it every time I got sent. But I tell you what, it, it's all about taking them. You've got to put your thumbs up, mate. You've just got to get them up there to clunk it. That's all you have to do. But you know who's responsible for that? Is there's no more Hungry Jack's Whopper ads where they're holding up the mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's yeah. why that kid hasn't seen that. Teaching so early techniques. Um, okay. Kids are passed for his attempt. The bloke holding him up is a fast. Why would yeah. you... Why are you throwing your kid up to try and catch a football that's bigger than the kid? What are you doing? That's not parenting. That is a bloody joke. Oh, boy. Oh, right. Um, we'll move on to something a bit more lighthearted. Uh, the Crom Red Jumper. Go Crom, for the oh, record. Go Crom. Go Crom. Um, the Red Jumper and particularly the Long Sleeve Red Jumper. Ooh. Pass or fast? Massive massive pass so much of a pass that i on the what was a friday night partner went to sleep early and i was just sitting on my phone um you know shopping for some whatever re- no i wasn't sh- i was on twitter <laughs> and i've seen the uh, the crows tweet um a pre uh, pre-sale for the new red goonsy i said stuff it i'm doing it oh and, you, and i got up got the wallet and uh grabbed the credit card and away we went bought it Usually she sort of uh, asks the question, hey, what are you buying? Because I, I have a crack at her for buying too much stuff online. <laughs> and so I thought I'll take this opportunity just to sort of sneak one under the radar. I've bought the new Red Guernsey. I absolutely love it. Mm, I red think sleeve's it, even better. I think it's the best crow's jumper they've ever made. Wow. I, I think I think it looks so good. The only gripe I had is that it sort of had a clash with, with Hawthorne. I thought the yellows mm, clashed a little agreed. bit. So there was still, even though it was their clash jumper, that it just probably just didn't, they couldn't obviously wear their home one and they couldn't wear their away one. So mm. they, it's the only version they had, but probably against Hawthorne, they obviously need a, a different version. In saying that though, you know, amazing jumper, yeah. amazing jumper. Oh, yeah, massive pass. Un- unreal. And, Tuggers, I was wondering where you were going. You said you were very excited about the Guernsey, and then you said your missus has gone to sleep. You whipped out the phone and was oh. like... <laughs> they're, they're, I'm just like, gee, someone really loves that Guernsey. Wow. <laughs> there you go, Walsh, you've done your job for you. I was about to say, I feel like that was heading down that path. But... Yeah. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Trav Head, our boy, oh. not getting a Cricket Australia contract. Oh. This is an absolute joke. Oh, I feel so bad for Trav. He's done... What else could he do in the in the Shield cricket and one-day comps when he came back to state level? He got dropped from the test team after the second test because he hadn't quite performed in three innings. And that's fair enough. That's part of the national gig. You've got to be the best at all times. But when you're not performing, the only place you can do it is at the state level. He's crushed it there. Yeah. The Ashes is coming up. You need batsmen. Surely you give him a bit of security, but no. Couldn't fit him in. I don't understand it either. It just, you know, a player that... And the reasoning behind it is because they're saying that South Australia is basically such a lowly side that they don't rate, you know, how they play or, or basically that anyone that scores runs. But if there's a player that's dominating in a side that can't bloody, you know, they can't win a match in either format, but is still dominating, he's clearly a, a class above. Like, surely that represents or shows them that he's worthy of the contract. Second just, most runs in the Shield Cup. It's, it's bizarre. I'll tell you what, if you just get his birth certificate, just erase South Australia, just write New South Wales, <laughs> yeah. and then he'll be fine. What a joke. 
massive fast. It's a worry. It really there is. There you go. There's your jumper. Yeah. Oh, oh it's on the d- we're watching uh, AFL 360 as we speak, and there it is. The beautiful red. Yeah. By the way, just Jace is pointing out earlier, Daniel Norton, who used to be on this show, who was on this show. That at was one my stage. next parcel fast. I'm glad you put it in. <laughs> What, yeah. a, what the hell? What was he doing? Big uh, D Norts, the man at Port Adelaide. Um, yeah, he's a goal umpire <laughs> career. Is that a pass or a farce? He's got the big pointy fingers out with Dave and Roden in the bloody <laughs> change rooms. And that's been caught on camera and it's now online. And now AFL 360 display. <laughs> what are you doing, Norts? <laughs> Come on, Norts. <laughs> Absolutely. So, is it a pass or a farce? It's boy? a farce, mate. Oh, it's such a farce. farce. Nah, at the risk of um, yeah, keeping staying at Port Adelaide, that's a massive pass. <laughs> Great job, mate. That is outrageous. I'm going to get some tips off you after. Oh, uh, say what you really think. <laughs> nah, terrific job. Um, the Richmond Dynasty boys mm. got pumped by Melbourne. Is it over? Oh, pass or fast? Fast. Nah, it's a fa- that's fast. It's not over yet. Can't be over yet. Oh, it's yeah. It's an interesting one. It's interesting. They were beat by Port Adelaide, beat by Melbourne. Dusty's injured. Beat by Sydney. They're Beat cont- by Sydney. They're all contenders. They're not losing the crap team. Surely not. Mm. Probably a bit too early. Get way too half halfway through the year. We'll be able to. We'll be mm. able to tell. But the funny thing is, in in their previous seasons that they won flags, they've started pretty slowly. Yeah. So it, they always seem to build towards the 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 finals end of the yeah. season. So it's watch this space. Yeah. Let's do that again in a few months. That's a that's a great one. Absolutely. Um, I reckon it's a it's a farce. It's yeah. not over yet. As much as we want it to be. It's not over. <laughs> North Melbourne, on the other end of the bloody table, they are, I think, ten odds to uh, be um, to have the least wins in the AFL on sports bets. So wow. I think the next highest team is Hawthorne with 12 bucks. Do they win a game this year, pass or fast? Oh, I'm sure they can get one. But I don't know where they're getting it from. Everyone said the same about the Crows. Everyone said they're not going to win a game. Where do they win a game? But they, you know, the backs yeah. after they, I think it was 13 losses, was it? Yeah, 13. And they won a heap towards the end. So I think they won five games then. So I, yeah. um, fast. I think, actually, it probably wasn't five. How many did they win? They Four? won three. Three. Yeah, right. won three at the end. Yeah, sorry. North Melbourne will win a game. North Melbourne will yeah, win a game. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to come or how it's going to, uh, you know, how what the situation mm. is going to be, but they'll win a game. Fast. Yeah, I'll go fast. I reckon they win one, and I reckon it's going to be in Tasmania because that's where they play best. Oh, wait, they play, they play, they? They play, they play Melbourne this week, so... Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> look, look, hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's backtrack, boys. No. I'm not saying North Melbourne will beat Melbourne this week because, no. Well, what teams do they play there? Um, I Any think idea? they play the Giants there. Yeah, they would. Winnable, yeah, maybe. I think, and the Suns, maybe. Mm. So I think they've got a few up the sleeve. They're paying 12 bucks. 12 bucks. 12 bucks against the Ds. And Ds are paying $1.03. Nah, that's not <laughs> that, That's as far as odds I've seen on a team in a long time. Yeah, um, Yeah. nah, North will win a game. Mm. It'll be in Tasmania. All right. Very nice. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it, boys, for Pass No, you've missed one. Oh, of course I have. So, <laughs> look at his face. I, okay, I yep. can't believe you missed it, too. Yep, I am very I thought you were saving it. it. I am saving it. It was a whole fake build-up. <laughs> <laughs> Our man on Sunday night, Jay Walsh, rocking the chrome dome look. <laughs> and I rate it. <laughs> no hat, no beanie, just full out on show. And a very good suit, so nicely done, Walshy. Love it. So, Jay Walsh, Shino Bulo, pass or fast? 
Hey, you can't knock a guy for losing. I'm going to lose my hair one day. So look, I'm just, I will be very protective of Jared here. <laughs> it is okay. It is a pass. He had the suit on. He couldn't wear a beanie with the suit. He was doing formalities for Anzac Day and, and all the and all the things at the start. So And he was on Fox footy, prime time, front main screen during the, uh, the ceremony. So he enjoyed that. Did a great job. Nailed it. His balls dropped uh, eventually for uh, in time for this game too, so he was lucky with that. But no, I, I think um, I think it was okay. I've got no problems with uh, you know Jay Walsh rocking the old natural look. You've got to you've got to you've got to work with what you're given, and and that's and that's fine. <laughs> the issue that I have is that with perfect pair, every and I've been at every home game for the power this this year, yeah, and every single perfect pair has been. A match. Oh, every single one has been a match. But Jay Walsh in the middle of it, I I reckon he feels like it's he must be close to the action. You know, like he's, yeah, obviously yeah. he's he's met the two, and he, and it seems like he he sort of gives off a sense that they don't like each other. It might be part of the build up. It might just be part of the the routine. Yeah. But it feels like like he goes, oh, it's a bit awkward between these two. I'm not really sure. You know, it's a bit frosty over here, <laughs> and and I feel like it's never going to be a perfect pair. And every every uh, every couple has been a perfect pair so I'm not sure what his uh, goal is there so common denominator that, ex- then exactly this is Jared sitting in the middle of it. just get out of the booth mate <laughs> That's right. let them t- talk to each other and uh, you never know what will happen no that's it I'm with you on that I thought there was more chance of a St Kilda comeback than that, that couple <laughs> saying <laughs> they were both yes I'm just like wowee but no Walshy massive pass not letting him watch the El Natural absolutely as much as we give him a bit of shit about it um, <laughs> but he did I'll, I'll give Walshy a bit of credit he did an outstanding job as an MC um, yeah. everyone um yeah, everyone stood to attention while um, everything was going on. So I'm very proud of him. I honestly think he's the best in the business. Oh, in oh, all absolutely. seriousness, the best in the business. Without he's probably question. listening right now. But honestly, he does a phenomenal job to do the Anzac. I think you have to do the Anzac stuff right. And, mm-hmm. and he just nails it every single time. So yep. commend yep. him for it. Yep. And it's not just the football. It's the A-League as well. And it's it's every other sporting body code every does. Every sport, including lawn bowls and uh, <laughs> polo and all the all the <laughs> random ones. He's there. He's there. Front and centre. Big J Walsh. Nah, outstanding job, mate. I uh, hope you continue tuning in after Shino Ball out. <laughs> I'm now expecting uh, the perfect pair to go the other way this week. Yeah. Has to. <laughs> Next week. A bit of a shout out the, to The us. showdown. The showdown perfect yeah. pair. Hold on. Hold Do you on. get a Crow and a Port fan for that? Has Hell no. Surely. Yeah, Just that, change it up for one. That doesn't work. It's so awkward when someone <laughs> says yes and the other person says no. <laughs> it's just like, hey, Jace. Yeah. Would you like to be on the perfect pair? Oh, I was going to ask oh! that. <laughs> Jace, you, 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 mate, you're on the scene. Mm. <laughs> He's gone red. <laughs> okay. You you would do it, wouldn't you? Oh, if someone asked you to be awkward. on the... It'd be... And then Jared would be like, oh, our Frosties are going <laughs> over It's not going really well. Let's do this. Yeah, no, no, Jared no. has pool at Port Adelaide. He oh, will no. make this happen. Let's pull Let... out the application. Let's get Jace yeah. Kemp on the perfect pick. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It'll happen. Oh, yeah. You're at every home game, mate. You're there. You just need to go up and get on the screen. And if you say yes, you get a free feed. Whatever she says, no. Who cares? Then that'd be just hilarious. Say- You're going to go to the Port Adelaide singles party at the end of the year, and you may as well go because you'll DJ the funny thing. All right. All right. Then we're going to do it. Yay! Yay! Yes. All right. Further proof, we do not need D Fletcher to make this segment go off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that's the end of Parcel Fast. That's the end fast. of Parcel Fast. We finally got there now. We should probably get a multi together before we disappear uh, for the weekend ahead. All right. We'll go a five-leg multi. We'll, we'll pick out the best games of the round and, and we'll do it as a, a group consensus. North Melbourne. 
North. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go to the, uh, the Friday night's uh, blockbuster, Richmond versus the Western Bulldogs. Boys, what do you reckon? Oh, this is such a great game. I, I feel see. like, where is it? The MCG. 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 Oh, I feel like Richmond are going to win because it's Richmond. MCG. But you know what? The Dogs, I want them to win so bad. Go the Tiggies. You reckon the Tiggies? Yeah. All right, we'll lock them in. And next game is going to be... I'm going to put this game in because of just the situation that's unfolding there. It's Collingwood versus uh, the Gold Coast. Because Nathan Buckley's... Basically, his career's on the line. If they lose to the Gold Coast, he could, he could, he could be sacked before he leaves the ground. Honestly, Gold Coast are so underrated. Like They beat Sydney last week. I told you I thought they'd be in the eight. Now, they haven't been that good, but... They do win some good games of footy when they put it together. So I wouldn't put it past them to beat Collingwood. They will not beat Collingwood. Surely they beat Collingwood. They will not beat Collingwood. Well, what do you want, boys? Well, what do you want? It's, we're splitting no, here. Then we're going to go Collingwood. We're going to oh, go to the yeah, Pies. We're going to stay okay. with them. All right, your boys, Adelaide Crows versus Greater Western Sydney. Oh, Crows, surely. Giants. We're at home. Ooh, Giants. Crows are out of form. Is Sloan back this week? No. No. Giants. Giants it is. I'm going with Giants too. Damn. Port Adelaide versus Sydney. Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Port Adelaide versus Brisbane. Oh. No oh. Neil. Um, yeah, so no Lockie Neil. Yeah. That makes things very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Is this a Gabba? Yeah, it is. Gabba. They're not the same team they were. They're not the same time, team. Alir Alir will actually make sure that our defence doesn't get slapped mm-hmm. around like it usually does. Port Adelaide. Port. Port. Port's in. All right. Uh, Essendon versus Carlton. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Why would think. you put that in there? <laughs> That's asking for trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> Essendon, please. G, isn't it? G? It's a G, yeah. It's got to be yes, isn't it? Go oh, the Blues. Blues. Oh, blues are mine as well. All right, there it is. That's our five legs. If you uh, power play that, you'll get 24 bucks. Oh, I thought you might have chucked the Derby in there too. Uh, lock that in. I'm no, putting it on right good. now. Five bucks, 120 return. Beautiful. Thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. That's nice. Very, very nice. All right, boys. Uh, we'll be back next week with that Dale Fletcher yet again. Mm. God, if he calls another game of basketball between now and then, I'm going to... We, we need an explanation. Oh, we gonna... ha- uh, whatever happens, we, we'll either call him or we'll sort it out. We need an explanation. Yeah, we'll march to the front door of his house and we'll knock it in and we'll find him. We will get a current affair down there. <laughs> Cameras and all. Cameras and all. Dale Fletcher might do one of those angry neighbours sort of... Um, <laughs> sort of they the come bounding the over. <laughs> <laughs> Kick the reporter and take the camera away. <laughs> That's all from us. Good on you, boys. Uh, we'll see you all next week. See you later.